Hello, and welcome back to the Boudoir and Badassery podcast with me, Cheyenne Gill. Today, I am coming to you from my car. (laughs) So if you're hearing sounds that don't sound like normal podcast sounds, it's because they're not. Um, Also, it's raining, so you will hear my windshield wipers every once in a while. (laughs) Um... And anyway, I am actually currently on my way to the studio to shoot some um, self-portraits. Um, and today, I am, I'm doing mostly um, self-portraits for, not really like for me necessarily. Um, I'm doing some self-portraits for like some content stuff. Um, but I am, actually just having said that out loud, I'm really glad I did because I want to... Um, I want to slow down and I want to, I do want to make them for me now that I say it. Um, I, you know, I only get pretty much a total of two and a half days to myself when my son goes to his dad's. And these are the two days that I have to fit all my work in. So it's really hard. Um, and yeah, again, having said that out loud, I'm noticing that I, This morning have been, I was thinking about my day and how much I need to get done. And I was not at all thinking about myself or slowing down or taking time for myself. And so now I think that that's what I'll do, even though I'm creating content, um, quote unquote content. Um, (laughs) I am now deciding that I want to slow down and also be creating for me. So, um, anyway, I guess thank you for... (laughs) Thank you to the podcast for helping me work through that. Um, But anyway, I have like maybe a 15 minute drive or so. And I really just wanted to talk and see what happens um, as I do. Um, Loving to talk. And I am taking this wonderful marketing course um, called Naked Marketing with Jan Palmer um, and Beck griffins and i'm like hmm our first module was last week and it really got me thinking a lot about how i have commodified my art and um you know it's something i've spoken about before a little bit here and there in you know instagram um posts and also on my newsletter that i recently in the past like year and a half or so kind of uncovered with my therapist that I have been using my art as currency for love and obviously money um, since well f- for love since I was a child and for money since I was a teenager so it is extremely difficult for me to make art without thinking about anyone else it is extremely difficult for me to make to be creative without thinking about how I can monetize it. And that has caused me not only like severe, that is definitely part of my severe burnout, but it has also caused me to completely abandon the artist in me. Um, And that really feels like shit. (laughs) So that is why I I signed up for the Naked Marketing course, which um, again, we just started, uh, but it's a six month long course. And um, I'm really looking forward to connecting with that part of me again because I have 
done anything I can to avoid the artist in me and everything I can to just try to make quote-unquote art to sell because I am struggling financially and I'm a single mom and that was my windshield wipers (laughs) if you heard that um And anyway, I've just been thinking a lot about that and how I don't play anymore. Like, I do play when it comes to self-portraits. I love making self-portraiture work. It feels really grounding for me. Um, And, you know, when it comes to clients, I, I have a bit of a formula, to be honest. And while I have so much fun during my shoots, anyone that shoots with me knows that I'm like you know, uh, I'm having a great fucking time because shooting is my favorite part of what I do. Um, but you know, I have a series of poses that I go through and I do them. I switch it up every once in a while, of course. And with every person, like we kind of feel into what they're feeling and, um, and there are, you know, things we might do differently from one session to another, but at the same time, I don't play. Um, and I, I really want to, think more about that I I used to say all the time you know my photography isn't my artwork it's my job and um I think that that's probably when I started abandoning myself as an artist and I do not want to abandon myself if there's one thing that I've like learned from my divorce and and my relationship with with Damien um which I'm, I'm not gonna like get into um that feels like really private and tender right now. Um, but you know, we each abandon ourselves and, uh, I don't want to speak for him. I'm going to speak for myself. I abandoned myself over and over and over again. Um, not because he asked me to, but because I wanted, you know, him and I wanted to be with him and I would drop whatever I was doing to be with him. Um, and he did the same for me. And again, we, we just let these like really creative parts of ourselves fall away. Um, and we would play and we would have fun every single day, he and I. Um, (laughs) and I really, really value that about our relationship and our friendship. Um, and you know, we, we never allowed ourselves to break off and play by ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, So anyway, I'm really fucking proud to say that we are each doing that now that we are no longer in a romantic relationship and that we are also having fun together because now we can be friends in a way that feels really fulfilling and wonderful. And we have a beautiful (laughs) angel baby, giggly butt puppy boy that we share. Um, And he's not really a puppy. He's a really, he's a really, um, he's really a human. So, and it's, it's been really wonderful but one of the blessings in disguise about our separation and our we're not divorced yet but what will be our divorce is that I am learning to not abandon myself and I am learning to check in with myself constantly and I am really very proud of all the work I've been doing um, around doing things for me um and having fun I cannot tell you (laughs) I like never used to have fun just like on my own and for myself I this is new for me and I'm doing that through burlesque um I've recently started taking burlesque classes and um 
the people I'm meeting and just the whole burlesque world is so mind-blowingly fucking wonderful and fun and beautiful and heart like oh my god like heartfelt and just there's just so much good stuff in this world that I'm stepping into um and it's been fucking amazing and makes me feel so giddy I have never been this excited about you know like I I have zero dance training I I don't know but when I saw my first burlesque show this past summer I fucking lost my mind and was like oh my god I literally signed up for a class like right then and there um anyway all that to say it feels like I'm in this really incredibly wonderful and beautiful moment of my life where I'm I'm reconnecting with myself and my inner child and um you know my me as a child I was very anxious like anxiety ridden I was scared to go down the sliding board I never went on roller coasters I was scared of everything and um, made myself sick very often I I remember like you know my whole life it's been like oh Cheyenne's faking it uh faking being sick because she doesn't want to go to school and actually I wasn't faking being sick I maybe didn't have a cold or a fever but my stomach felt like it was flipping over itself 12 billion times and it felt like I was gonna like it felt like I was gonna die um as a child leaving my mom uh, I missed my mom all the time I would pee my pants at school (laughs) like you know I had anxiety and now I can see that as an adult um and my point being there was a part of my childhood where I would love exploring literally exploring my backyard we had a creek in our yard I would collect rocks I would play fairies I would build fairy houses um and I don't fucking do that shit anymore you know and anyway I don't even know where I was going with this but it just I guess I just am feeling excited and um Mm, giving myself space and time and um I do not want to be like Cheyenne Gill business owner boudoir photographer whatever you know I don't know I am that person in a lot of ways and over the past however many years I have again completely abandoned the artist part of myself who makes art to make art and I don't remember what that feels like because I haven't done that since I was a very small child um I I know I've talked about this before but maybe only one or two places I have been called an artist since I was able to hold a pencil my parents my mom specifically you know fostered that in me so much um I was always drawing I always had a sketchbook I always had pencils um and I would draw all the time from when I was like a very small child and I remember some of my earliest memories are like me showing my parents and my aunts and uncles and my cousins what I drew and them praising me about it um and feeling really 
feeling like that was so connected to my worth of like being a person like oh I'm an artist I need to be good so that people see that I'm good and that makes me good you know Um, I know this is like getting kind of heavy but (laughs) but it's true and it's how I have lived my life it is how I have lived my life my entire life and I feel really you know, when, when things were getting really hard and the business was not feeling good for me and I wanted to be done and I needed a break and not only did I need a break, but I thought maybe I needed to do something else with my life. Um, it felt so painful and so hard to remain in business. And then when the pandemic hit and I was forced to kind of shut down for a while, I, I remember we had that right when, you know, the shutdown started, we had two weeks of a shutdown and I pushed off on my photo shoots, you know, my team and I were like, all right, let's just take some time. And I was so fucking happy. And I realized I was killing myself, selling myself, selling out, working myself to the bone. And it felt like not getting anywhere because I had undiagnosed ADHD. And I just like, I also was not a good leader when it came to leading my team. I didn't you know, um, that's a, that could be a whole other motherfucking podcast, but my whole life I have been called a natural born leader. I nat if I'm in a group of people, I typically, uh, especially if we're doing, you know, like an assignment or a project, I am pretty comfortable taking the lead or I'm very comfortable sharing my ideas or, um, you know, figuring things out and taking the lead on that. But that doesn't make me a good leader of a team. (laughs) Um, and I, yeah. So coming to that realization and just realizing, wow, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to do this. And it felt really, really, really hard. So in all of those moments, um, when I got a break from all of that, I realized, wow, you know, I had this moment of like, humans aren't supposed to be working. We should be, you know, as many of us did when the uh, pandemic hit, you know, we were, uh, we were planting gardens and we were making food every day and we were enjoying time at home with our loved ones. Um, actually, hang on, there's going to be a little break. So anyway, I remember having this moment of Um, Actually, Damien and I both did. He was laid off and we had all of this time to spend with our dogs and with each other. And and that was the point where I think we both kind of realized like, wow, we have all this time and now we can spend spend time by ourselves. Um, And it was just so different. And at the same time, I I was having really bad anxiety attacks and, and like found myself like for days not being able to leave the couch Um, and just really, you know, that, that was the start of my, I don't want to put it this way really, but my descent into the cocoon (laughs) that, you know, then, um, just so many things were breaking down. My, my team disbanded shortly after, um, friendships ended, um, I was coming to these really hard realizations about myself, about how, um, how harsh I can be, how transactional I am with relationships sometimes, um, and how painful, how much pain I've caused other people, how much pain I've caused myself through that. Um, just these like really big, hard fucking things that were, were really 
difficult to navigate. And I, I am grateful that I, you know, have a therapist who is wonderful and, um, who helped me with a self-compassion practice that felt that, that like, I think quite literally saved my life, um, during a time where I felt like a, a terrible person and that I wasn't good enough, you know, um, to exist or to be in relationship with people or I'm unlovable, um, unlikable, all of these things where then I was feeling like, you know, people just see me on social media. They don't know the real me. The real me is terrible. Um, all of these really hard things that felt bad. And anyway, um, and again, this was the start of it all. So I remember like six months went by, we're shut down. Damien was laid off. I was not really working. And I realized, what have I done these past six months? It felt at the time, now I know differently, at the time it felt like I did nothing. It felt like I wasted six months of like quote unquote time off that I could have done a project or I could have, you know, done a better job at pivoting in my business and and, um, you know, I just didn't try hard enough and I didn't do the thing that I was supposed to do and I didn't take these steps or, you know, all of that crap. Now I know that I was resting and that everything I was feeling was because I was so burnt out. I, I wasn't even like, there was not even ash left at how burnt out I was. It was really bad. Um, and then we got pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and things changed, you know, I felt, again, I tried to pivot because I was like, wow, you know, I, it felt like I didn't have a job because I wasn't doing my job anymore, really, because of the pandemic and, and because of myself. I was grateful. I mean, this sounds terrible. I was grateful for the time off because it felt, I, I needed the break really, really badly. Um, and then getting pregnant, we, I panicked um, and I tried to pivot again and I couldn't. And, uh, Damien went back to work. Ba Damien went back to work. Um, when basically if I didn't get pregnant, he was going to not go back to work and like start his own business. And unfortunately, you know, it ended up that we felt like he needed, we needed him, um, so that we could have health insurance. He, we needed him to go back to work. And that took a huge toll on him. Um, and that was the start of, you know, the, um, our, our relationship kind of getting to a point where we realized we need to live for ourselves and for our son, but not necessarily for each other anymore. Um, anyway, I really don't want to get into all of that right now, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, my pregnancy, I, I had overall a wonderful pregnancy. Um, I can't wait to share more about that. Um, but in the beginning of my pregnancy, again, the anxiety was so awful. There would be days, there would be days and days and days where Damien would leave for work. And when he came home, I was still in the same exact spot on the couch. I didn't even, I wasn't able to get up to get myself a glass of water. He was taking care of me hand and foot, um, serving me and, um, waiting on me. And it felt like, I was like, I can't believe we're bringing a child into this world. You know, I am not, um, it felt like I wasn't 
there were moments where I felt like I wasn't capable. And there were other moments where I was like, this is my purpose, which if you've known me anytime before 2020, you might know that I never wanted kids. I would say things like if I did have kids, you know, my partner will stay home with them. I'm going to work like I'm not going to be a stay at home mom and all of this stuff. Um, that was just like not pushing, not even just pushing against against patriarchal like thinking or like gender roles, but just like going the opposite direction, right? Not realizing that when I did get pregnant, like, um, and then when I did have my baby, all I wanted was to be a stay at home mom. That that it was such an honor to have given birth to this person, and I want to raise him and be with him. Um, Anyway, the anxiety was really a lot. And and again, I wasn't creating, I wasn't making, I wasn't taking self-portraits. I have very few photos of me pregnant. Um, I mean, we did have a maternity session towards the end, but um, I felt really disconnected from my partner. I felt um, in the beginning disconnected from myself, but luckily, and again, I will, I will, I'm like very excited to share a podcast episode about Uh, my pregnancy and my birth experience and, um, you know, postpartum and and motherhood so far. But um, at some point I did kind of have this incredible, the, the, where this incredible thing where the majority of my pregnancy, I felt very connected to myself and I felt very connected to my, my son in in my belly, um, in my womb. Um, Anyway, I am very much looking forward to life and even though things are scary even though the world feels scary and things can change at the drop of a hat and all of these things I am feeling like I am in in the I'm like raising my foot it's like I'm in the stage of like raising my foot to take the first step stepping back into meeting who I am as an artist um meeting who I am as a person, meeting, meeting my inner child or the child that I think, you know, um, I probably would have been if I didn't have certain traumas in my childhood, you know? Um, and that feels really tender to share. And that feels really tender to think about just even with myself and not really sure the point of this, just to just just wanted to share this stuff today um as i'm driving into work to to shoot but yeah i'm thinking about all of these things and i'm i'm what i want is to <clears throat> it sounds like i'm crying but i'm not i just haven't talked out loud to anyone today <laughs> um but uh what i want is to make the work that i make and what I want is to allow my creativity to roll with that and fly with that and to play. And, um, anyway, I'm just excited to, to jump, to jump into that and dive into that. (sighs) So thanks for listening to me ramble, uh, ramble on today. It felt really, really good to talk about this out loud. And, um, I hope you, um, saw a little bit of yourself in there maybe, or saw a little bit of someone you love in there. Um, and I love you (laughs) and yeah, I think so this it's March and this is my son's birthday month. Um, he will be 
turning one on March 30th at 5.08 a.m. And I am very excited to, again, share my pregnancy journey, share about my pregnancy journey and share about the home birth that we that we had and um, postpartum care and, again, motherhood, like, up until this point. <sighs> so until next time, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful, fulfilling, fun, funny, cute day.